Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bengalis and New York show. My name is Arik and uh, we were repping it for, you know, the Bronx, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, and all over the world. So welcome and enjoy. So I'm not allowed to curse, right? <laughs> you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. We're not on the radio. You can do whatever you want. So happy Earth Day, Mugadim. Thank you. You too, you guys. Actually, this is our first tag team podcast, no, Sheen? Yeah, this is this is pretty awesome. Three-way call. So this is your second podcast, though. You've done one before, but it's, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, I think uh, it would be better if you were in person, but people, I think it's a good dynamic to have, you know, two people talking to, to the guests. This is a new normal during quarantine, yeah. so, yep. <laughs> so, Murgadim, where did, where did the name Murgadim come from? You know what? I, um, it it came out of thin air to be honest like i needed to make a handle an ig handle and the first thing that came to mind was goradim and unfortunately goradim was taken at that time it was unfortunate but then i was like what what else can i use that goes with deem i don't know for whatever reason i wanted to use deem so i was like oh maybe i can do more deem and Honestly, I think everything happens for a reason because I feel like the name Morgidim is a lot more fitting to who I am. Wow. Why, why, why do you say that? Okay. Well, I, I, I think it's cuter. I think a Morgidim is a lot cuter than a Goradim. <laughs> <laughs> and if I were to describe myself, I'm a pretty tiny person. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, I think it's very fitting to the individual I am. You know, we put up a post, uh, I want to say maybe six months ago, where we asked people for like Bengali idioms and uh, like Goradim was one of those things. So what, like it, what it, it doesn't, it means basically like nonsense, right? Like is that like what it trans- translates to? Right. Because there's no such thing as Goradim, right? No, yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. Just, just had to fact check that for my sanity. <laughs> so we're uh, computer. I, I, I mean, there isn't really much behind it. Yeah, well, we love we love your page. I think it's it's hilarious. What do you um, you're really good at accents too. Like, how did you get good at accents? I never practiced, honestly. Like, if I were to look back at my life, um, I as a child, yeah, my my parents had me in cultural performances. So, I was singing. I was doing a poetry recital. Um, I was dancing and I was doing stage skits on the stage. So I, maybe it, it came from there. Um, I'm, I'm naturally a very bubbly person and I love to joke around. And I would say I have a sense of humor. So I, I, I don't know, it just kind of happened. <laughs> I never practiced. How do, you, how do you do the male accents? I guess I just try to make my voice a little bit deeper, but then I also try to make it nasally because some of the guys do sound nasally. <laughs> um, but I, I think there's still accents that I struggle with. Like I would love to be able to do like the uh, West Indian accent. And to, oh. be, to be honest, I think Safafa does an amazing job of that. Hers, hers is amazing. Yeah, my brother-in-law is West Indian, and he's like shocked that a Bengali person can do it so well. Yeah, yeah, she's really she's good. Really good. My favorite is Miss uh, Ingra Ingrazi. Am I pronouncing that Ingrazi? Oh, Miss Ingrazi with the somewhat yeah. British accent. 
some no i think it's a good british accent i find most people like my my wife and my sister-in-law they they do british accents but i think all they're doing is just mimicking like harry harry potter characters i see basically (laughs) um why do you like missing rosie so much i like i like the intro i really like the intro and i like the consistency with the intro Okay. So I think it's cool. Like it's today in today's one one class. Like I just love that, and I love how you lift your uh, you lift your you lift you lift your chin when you do it too every time, and I just right. I just love that. It's like <laughs> it's like you're looking down on on your students in today's Bangla one one class. What's right. your favorite? What's your favorite? I, my favorite is definitely the Gulshan aunties. Um, oh. Tell me why. Similarly, similarly, you know, like you have a series, um, it follows a similar format. The Mimoji has a similar, like, hairstyle, sunglass um, kind of voice to her. But also, I I find her so relatable because she she reminds me of Safa Auntie's um, modern Cynthia, like, auntie um, personality, where you have these Bengali aunties who really try to, like, characterize and fit the modern persona. Mm-hmm. And that... Is so like, I see that so much here in in America and in like Bengali American communities where the moms like really try to fit in um, sometimes and it's like okay what are you doing you know and it, it's just so relatable. You know the the last Gulshan auntie I posted Safa Afa actually DM'd me and she was like that is so on point she's like I have relatives like that. Yeah, <laughs> I love did hearing you, that. Yeah, like you, we can all think of one person who fits. One of your Murgidim personalities, which is why I think everyone gets such a kick out of these these short videos. Were you surprised that people got a kick out of it? Like, are you shocked at like how many DMs you get and how how people love them? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it it wasn't supposed to really be like this. I I didn't think I was that hilarious. I was just having fun with this new feature that the iPhone created on their you know iphone 10 yeah and um that's just really how it began i was just playing around i was sending friends a couple of videos and then you know one of my friends was like you should make a page and post it on there and um so what happened is that actually almost a year ago it was around ramadan i had started the page and uh, i think the first month it was kind of like, oh, maybe like 70 people. And most of them were people I knew personally. And then like all of a sudden one day it just like started, the followers just started to increase. And I was like, oh, wow, people are really yeah. enjoying this. So so were you never, were you, you said you were always a bubbly, uh, a bubbly personality, but would, were you ever like the jokester in class? Were you ever funny? Like, No, I, I wouldn't say I was a jokester. No, not at all. I, I mean, I was just a social butterfly. Okay. That was what I was, but I was never a jokester. Are your parents surprised by it? Or did they, do they say like, oh, we knew, you know, we knew you were funny? Um, my mom, well, my mother never said anything like that, but every time I make a video, I'll run to her so she can listen to it. And like, she just has this smirk on her face. And um, sometimes she'll laugh. And for me, like even the smirk is like, it, it's an approval that I, I did a good job. Right. So it's, she, it's kind of like a fact check. Of, yeah. Like, yeah. This and, is this is on point. And and the thing is, like my my mom, um, she's very like she's a very calm individual, 
but she also has a sense of humor and um she's she's a smart ass but she's not like um she's a classy smart ass let me put it that way like for me i'm i'm a little bit more on the rough edge but i definitely get my sense of humor from her and i think my bubbly personality comes from my dad mm. so yeah. they've seen all of your videos my i don't think my dad connects with it <laughs> he does he just doesn't get it yeah. but my mother for sure because and i think there was one day um i was in the car with her i picked her up from the store um and she goes so have you made any new videos and i think <laughs> that moment i just felt like you know i was on top of the world because my mom was actually a mukadim fan wow <laughs> wow that's yeah amazing. that's that's huge what when you make these these characters do you take on after people in your actual life that you know like actual bengali uncles and aunts and dads and moms so that's a that's a really good question because there are definitely some characters on that page that uh re resonate with individuals that are in my life for example my mom is one of the characters <laughs> yeah. um, my dad is on there too, but it's not his voice. I actually kind of imitate the things that I've heard him say. Um, and then one of my best friends, she's on there. Um, but other than that, Noshin, to be honest, I, I will literally just open up my phone, create a character, and I just look at it. And I just kind of feel, feel it out and think, like, what would a character like this say? And that's just basically how I come up with the content. And and, and they are slight exaggerations of the person, right? Cause, or, or are they really like exactly how the person is? Oh no! Well, they're made up. The characters oh, okay. are all they're they're made up, except the individuals I mentioned. They they're all made up characters, and um, I just kind of imagine the, these are the things that they would say, um, and. There's pro there's some characters that have said things that I've heard in my life um, that other people have experienced, but majority of it is absolutely made up. And for whatever, however reason, whatever reason, um, people connect. It, like the Gulshan auntie, that, that just like, it's not like I sat there and I observed aunties that speak that way. I just, I completely made it up and somehow it's relatable. Right. Do you do you envision yourself? I don't know. I'm I'm trying to relate this to the way an author or a, a screenwriter writes out their scripts and creates their characters and has character development. Do you envision maybe connecting some of these characters in like a a plot line? Like maybe the uncle that says like shish shab shish um is like is somehow talking to one of the other characters Character. like the judgmental anti hijabi character <laughs> for post later so i i do have resident characters right and uh like for example um uh chumbok and mimi which are the dog and cat and they live together right so they're always talking crap about each other um so i have that and then uh, the other characters that I have that connect with each other is Charlene 
and her mother-in-law. So I don't know if you're familiar. Right, yeah, she, she's actually one of my other favorite ones too. It's like, how, I guess you're from Atlanta, so, but so you're more exposed to like the Southern twang that people have in their accents. But that, that was really on point. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I'm surprised you, you said you do them on the iPhone. I, I, I thought it was a more like, more like a tool, a complicated tool. I, I didn't realize you could just do them on the iPhone like that. Well, the, 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 uh, the software itself is embedded in the iPhone. How do you save it? Because I was actually trying to do one earlier, and I'm, I should be more tech-savvy. I thought I was tech-savvy. I was trying to do one earlier, and the only way I could do it was if I had to text it to myself. Yeah, I, I text all of them to myself. As I'm not tech-savvy either, and as far as I know, that's the way yeah. to do it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's got to be like a... There's got to be an actual app that you, that'll help you. That should help you do stuff like that. For the next is, iOS update. Yeah. Right. Me, yeah. Me, yeah. Has anybody gotten like offended by any of your videos or posts? Um, when it comes to my content on the page, for the most part, um, I would say a mo- majority of my the feedbacks are positive. Um, if I can remember something negative. Um, it may have been around um, my characters that were uh, hoojers. Mm. Uh, a lot of times people get real sensitive um, about that because there's always this fine line of when you're starting to offend the religion, right? So yeah. that definitely happened. And I just kind of try to brush it off or tell the person, like, this is just for, this is just for fun. You shouldn't take it so seriously. Yeah, I think I remember your Huju post. I think that was one of my favorite. I'm uh, so I'm, uh, but I'm not surprised that that's the one that people had comments on. Wow. Right. Um, yeah. You know, one thing, one thing I, I, other thing I like about your page is that you do maintain anonymity, um, and you know, most pe- uh, people don't know who you are. Was that intentional? Um, and, and do you get a lot of pressure for from people, you know, asking you who you are? I don't get a lot of pressure. I do every now and then get people sending me messages uh, begging to see my face. And most of the time my response is, hey, um, this page isn't really personally about me. I just want you to enjoy the content. You know, I'm pretty private about my life. Um, I just want you to enjoy the content for what it is. Um, But I'm glad you're asking me this question, Cam. When I started this page, I had no um, plan. There was no strategy, nothing. It was just a matter of posting some videos. And what Morgie Deem has become today is because of what my Morgie Deem friends have made it to be. So it's based on the feedbacks that I'm receiving um, is how I'm molding Morgie Deem. And so I, in the beginning, I thought about it. I was like, am I going to ever show my face? Um, and then what happened is I started reading some of the, the, uh, comments I was receiving in my DMS and, um, I changed my mind and it, it was because of certain comments. It was comments like, I, I have chronic depression and you just made me laugh. Wow. Or, or, um, wow, your last character reminds me of my mother my grandmother that passed away and those comments like they would put me to tears and 
I mean, you know, I'm here to make everyone laugh, but I'm going to be honest, those kind of people are my number one priority when it comes to Morgan Deem. Those kind of people drive me. And when I look at those messages, I tell myself, I don't want to take away from the connection they're making with these characters by showing myself. Because at the end of the day, this page, again, it's it's not about who I am. It's just about you know, the, the characters and what they're saying and how they relate to people. And, you know, I just want people who are having, especially people who are having like a really bad day or at a low, low point in their life to just come to the page for a quick laugh and, and just be able to relate to the content. Wow. That's, that's really powerful that you, you resonate with, with, certain individuals and have a really huge impact on them. Um, and, and I think there's so much value to anonymity, like, like you're saying, I, I mean, nowadays you see so many confession pages and things of that nature and people feel so much more comfortable pouring their hearts out to some, something or someone that doesn't have a face that they, they don't feel accountable to and that they, they just think that they can tell their true feelings and emotions and, whatever they're experiencing at the moment. You're absolutely right about that, Noshin, because um, there have been moments where it's really hard to respond to everybody, right? Because I, I mean, I, I do have like my regular life outside of the, um, the platform, right? Um, but I look at certain messages and I, I feel like I have to respond to this person. And, uh, you know, there, there will be people who find it extremely easy and they tell, they tell me that as well. They're like, you know, I, I, I've never met you. This is kind of weird, but it's just so easy to talk to you. And they'll just kind of break it down to me what they're going through in their life. And my very first response to them is I'm not a professional. I'll never pretend like I'm a professional. Um, everything I say is just based on my personal experience. And, you know, if I feel like somebody needs professional help, I always recommend it to them. I always recommend therapy. I think you don't even have to be at a, at a look at the lowest point of your life to go to therapy. I think everybody should try to go to therapy. It's an amazing thing to speak to someone that has absolutely no bias. And so those are some of the things I share with people. And I always tell people that, you know, have faith and understand that you've come this far in life um, and whatever you're going through, this too shall pass. Yeah, that's beautiful. On the, on the flip side too, um, do you think there are some things that you're able to say through your characters that maybe you wouldn't be able to or uncomfortable with saying yourself, and I, and an example of that, I, I, I you know, I, 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 can think of is, is that Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers is like my idol, and uh-huh. uh, he had a, uh, uh, there's a, um, in the movie and also many documentaries about him. He always said that he could express anger better through his puppets um, than he could uh, himself. So he always like, even in the documentaries, there's scenes where he's like being angry, but through his pockets, but through his puppets. Sorry. You would never see Mr. Rogers himself being being um, angry. Right. So, I, so I wonder. I wonder if that is also uh, something that, like, you you know, you kind of um, expressed through your characters as well. So, 
because most of my characters are being themselves, um, let's let's see. So even when I come on the page, right? Like Murgadim's Mimoji, that's usually me speaking about my personal experience. And um, there have been some some of the videos where I would say like, oh, you know, this happened and I just want to be like, well, you're not cute or your kids are not cute because um, your your husband's not cute. So there, there's a there's a cartoon on there um, yeah. that says that. And would I ever say that in person? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I would say definitely uh, some of the characters will say things that I wish I could say. And I think part of the reason I, I'm not that blunt, I, I can be pretty blunt, but I'm not that blunt is because at the end of the day, it's because of uh, the way I was raised and how we are taught in our Bangladeshi culture to uh, respect our elders. So I think there's definitely pros and cons to that. I... I really admire that you use humor as a way to relate to people, specifically humor because, you know, all cultures and people of all ages, um, like, laugh and appreciate humor as, as something to get them through tough times, you know, as as a baby, even one of the first things you do is is laugh. And mm-hmm. it, it, it's so universal and, like, within the human, um, like, my dad always tells me every time he sees a cat, I know you love cats, he says, Noshin, look, these cats can't smile. They they don't have the facial muscles to actually like lift up their cheeks to express that they're happy or that they're enjoying something. They can't laugh and say that that they like the food that they're eating right now. So all they can do is wag their tail, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And and there are so many other pages like Humans of New York and even even our page that that tries to relate to people on an anecdotal level of um, sharing experiences, but. But for you, humor is 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 something that people turn to, and I think that that makes your page so successful. When when someone's having a bad day, I don't. Maybe half the people don't want to read something as deep as um, like Humans of New York, for example, but would rather turn to a page that they hundred percent know will make them laugh and will make them smile. Thank you. I'm I'm really glad to hear that, and yeah, that that has been my goal, and um. You know, uh, like I mentioned, that the page has become what it is because of the feedback I've been receiving from the Morgadim friends. And um, and so in addition to the content I post, you'll notice that in my story, I try to share on a daily basis um, words of wisdom um, that are uplifting. And you know, I, I, I believe we're all a work in progress. I am no saint. Um, and to be honest, the, 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 the messages that I post on, uh, my daily messages that I post on the story, those are messages I'm reading to myself. It's not just for people watching my story. Like it's, it's for me. And so I'm just sharing it with everyone else because I'm relating to it. Um, so it's just anything I can do to keep the page as positive as possible. Right. How much time? How much time do you spend um, spend on creating content? Like, uh, um, like, uh, like I obviously, like you said, some, you have to draw inspiration for something. But how much do you think 
how much time do you actually spend like on so, a week? On average, um, most of my videos are made on the fly. So um, I don't write anything down. It's just all in my head. So um, I feel like I'm going to have to start writing down every single character and what they've talked about because I feel like at one point I'm going to forget <laughs> and accidentally repeat myself. But that, <laughs> there is that fear. Um, but on average, when I sit down to actually record myself, I would say it's some videos have taken me probably three minutes um, where I was able to just make the video at one or one shot or second shot. Like, believe it or not, like I have to redo them sometimes. Like I fumble on my words or um, I um, I'm mispronouncing something because uh, Bangla is no longer my uh, first language. Um, so, uh, I mess up on pronouncing words. Um, so anywhere from like three minutes, sometimes it can take me 15 to 20 minutes. Well, I think you're doing fine because I I've seen your bloopers and those are funny itself. So I mean, keep, <laughs> keep messing up. I think because so, that, that makes for good entertainment too. I, I need to continue recording the bloopers. I haven't done those lately, but no, you're right. Like I, I go back and look at the bloopers. Actually, sometimes like late at night, I go to my own page and I'll I'll uh, look at some of my favorite characters and I laugh at myself because I'm like, seriously, <laughs> where did this come from? Yeah, it happened. That's pretty funny. Why, why Instagram and not YouTube? It's really simple. Um, Instagram is just easy and simple to use. I was like, I don't really go on YouTube that much. I don't really go on Facebook that much. Um, I'm more active on on uh, Instagram. Uh, I do run other pages on Instagram as well. Um, so it was just easy for me to do it on this platform. And, and you know, I, I just don't have the time to, uh, you know, start it on a different platform. Yeah, I, I think the anonymity that you have in in some ways markets you as as a different category than other Bengali comedians um, who often have stand-up shows and, and come to events and are often um, hired to perform a 15-minute stage set. And and for you, I'm thinking, you can't do that unless you literally wear your Memoji, <laughs> like a physical version of your Memoji on your head and show up to stage, right? And so, right. I, yeah, Murgi Deem, as of now, only lives online, which is which is an interesting take, because I, I would love to have you at like a Bengalis of New York event, but think thinking through it logistically, it can't happen. And um, right, and and another thing is like I I'm so flattered when people do ask me to uh, come out to a show and and do stand up comedy, and because I have so much respect for individuals that are um stand-up comedians but the reality is and maybe i'm underestimating myself because i i don't know i've never done it but i feel like the reality is i'm not i i don't do stand-up comedy like for me my content i sit there and i i think about it and then i create it i feel like i just i wouldn't be able to do it as a stand-up comedian that's just not my thing that's what i'm assuming right <laughs> There's also a certain dynamic between comedians and the audience that you get in real life that 
I don't think would work with your videos because for your videos, it, you almost need like the full uninterrupted like minute to like fully enjoy it and fully absorb it without any like interjections, without hearing like any anyone laugh, you know, like you just you just want to enjoy that yourself. And it's like very intimate, like you and your phone screen and where you deem and that's it. Like no Pretty one much. Pretty much. Because now that I think about it, when I'm hanging out with my friends and stuff, I'm definitely not standing there making people like laugh like crazy. So that's definitely not something I do. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Well, the other thing I really like about your page is you're, you rep your city hard, Atlanta. Well, what, uh, tell us something about Atlanta that people don't know about. Um, well, I don't know if they, if they don't know about it, but I've always been under the impression that, um, you know, especially uh, people in the North, they probably think Atlanta is a bit slower and, uh, maybe like 10 years ago it was, but so much has changed, uh, in Atlanta. And I feel like the, you know, I can have just as much, much fun in Atlanta that, that I do whenever I visit New York. Um, there's, there's lots of stuff to do. And it's a very, uh, multicultural city. Um, there's a lot, there's so many different, what we call pocket neighborhoods and each neighborhood is just so unique and indiv individual to itself. And, um, there's art, there's, I mean, a huge, uh, you know, food scene um so and music so i mean it's pretty much the same to me like i i love being here yeah and it's like the new home of hip-hop and like the i think it's like the third biggest movie city now i go to atlanta a lot because my parents live there and every time i'm in an uber um the uber drivers are always like either musicians or are in the movie industry um which is uh which is really interesting i i i, I feel like it is on top because i feel like um, I don't know what to do in Atlanta. I just go there to see family, and I. I but I feel like maybe, yeah, maybe it's marketing because I. A lot of my friends say the same thing, like, "Oh, you know, it sounds boring." But yeah, it sounds like, it sounds like you there's a lot to do. Know, people don't know. Right? You have to yeah. know where to go. That's yeah. basically what it is. Or know, know somebody that can show you. Because for me, when I go to Bangladesh, right, it's not it's not fun for me because. Um, I, quite frankly, I, I don't really have um, cousins and relatives that relate to me. And so they don't really know what what I like. And and I don't think if they're going to they would be comfortable with certain things. So I don't really go anywhere. And I feel like if I knew if I had because I, I didn't even grow up there. Right. So if I had friends there, it would be different. They would be able to show me places. Yeah, that's very true. I feel like I, me and my friends talk about it all the time. It would, it would be a great experience if we could go to Bangladesh with friends. Because like you said, you just spend, well, for me, when I go to Bangladesh, I spend most of the time just going to Dawats. And now that I'm married, I spend most of the time going to like my in-laws' houses. So you really don't spend any time seeing the sites or going to, you know, just normal food places, not like fancy restaurants, things like that. I wish that, something, I wish that was an experience that most right. people can have. Yeah, I think it's all about who you know. You get the insider scoop. <laughs> right. I um so as I mentioned, um I there's other pages that I run on Instagram. So there's my private page and then like uh I also run a food food blog. 
which, you know, and people have asked me about it. And I'm like, ah, if you find it, you find it. I'm not going to tell you which one it is. But yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty involved in the, the food scene in Atlanta. And I've, I've made a bunch of friends through that network. And so what ends up happening is like, I, we get invited to restaurants and dinners just to try out food and, and just talk about the restaurants and places on our page. Um, and so I, I get a lot of friends constantly contacting me and saying, Hey, I need to go to dinner this weekend. And my first question is, what's the occasion? What kind of scene are you looking for? So usually I, I tend to be the go-to person for a lot of my friends. Wow, that's so interesting. Notion, that's how we can get free food. We need to... Um, exactly. Now I know to, who to have It's true. It's another hobby. And I, I just... Yeah, I, I get to eat free food. I'm not going to lie. That's that's literally the biggest perk ever. Like, give yeah. me some food and I will be happy. Like, nothing yeah, else is needed your, in life. Your restaurant all over my story, all over my page. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Atlanta has really good. Um, well, I, I do like I do like the food. I mean, my sister's young, but she's she never know if I'm not actually surprised. She's really into K-pop, and there's a huge K-pop scene there too. But yeah. she I, she always uh, asks me to take her to all these like um, Korea K-pop like stores where you could she could find like posters and stuff for all her K-pop bands. And I don't see those kind of stores here, so um, so I'm I'm, I'm uh, I was very surprised to see that. Yeah, there's definitely a very heavy Asian community here, which is so awesome. Um, I think one of our go-to foods is usually um, Asian food. So um, I don't know, Cam, I know you're, you said you, you come here sometimes, but are you familiar with Buford Highway? Yes, my parents are very, they're, they're in Norcross. So I think Buford uh, goes through Norcross. So yes, I'm very familiar with that. So I'm pretty much like in the heart and uh, just a mile away from Buford Highway. So it, I consider myself very lucky. I can basically eat whatever I want. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah I love Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's also like, uh, it's also, people don't really, there's so much jobs in Atlanta. Like I have my brother there and I have some cousin, I have a cousin and I have, fr- I have some friends there because I go there and they always, they're never out of jobs. They, it's, I feel like even if they lose a job, they're like, you know, they get jobs really quickly down there. And that's not the case in New York. Like, I've had friends here that you know, can go months without finding a job. But there, it seems like there's so much jobs. I'm like, I guess I'm advocating moving to Atlanta. Let's go, Nasheen. <laughs> we don't have room, Cam. Colleagues of Atlanta. We don't have room. <laughs> okay, you know what? I, I think we would be open to people coming and moving to Atlanta. But you know what our biggest issue is? Take a guess. Um, Transportation? Yes. There's yeah. no bus. Yeah, there's no trains. Yeah, public. Marta. Mm-hmm. We do. We do have Marta, yeah. transit, public transit, but it is just not even close. To, I'm sorry, not even close to to New York. Like it yeah. is just not robust at all. Yeah. You know that's yeah. our big issue. Wow. Yeah. How do how do the working class and people like get to work then? If it's not as robust and frequent. Um, you know, to be honest, most people have a car. Yeah. Majority of the people have a car. And and those who don't, they manage be, through buses and trains. I mean, at the end of the day, you can make it happen. Um, but it, it obviously will take a lot longer. Um, and then I guess some people take Lyft and Uber. 
Yeah. So no, Sheen, I don't know if I told you, but when I was in Asia, I, uh, my my dad um, used to drive, but he got into an accident. So we don't want to get him a car because he's older and we don't think he should be driving. So now he uses my Uber account. So I I'm, I'm in I was in Asia where I still do it. every couple of days. I have to order now not so much, but I order him Ubers because hey, he doesn't know how to work the Uber app. Every time he tries to, every time he tries to order, like he never finds it. He's like, oh, where's this Uber guy? And the Uber guy is calling me, like, where are you? And I'm like, I'm in Asia or I'm in New York. And that's um, so funny. Yeah, so like, I'm literally like, my wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm ordering my dad an Uber, and like the other side of the world, literally. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of Uber um, and Lyft. Um, and Marta's okay if you live near the train, like so. Um, that's their train. So I sometimes if nobody can pick me up. I take the train to. Doraville, however, that's not too far from me, right? Um, no, it's not. And, and so, and then my, then like, I'll take an Uber from there. But yeah, but if you live near the trains, then it's okay. Um, but if you're not, then then you have to have a car. Right. Like even when I went to college, I um, when I was in college, I ha- I drove to the train station because I was like I had anxiety when it came to driving into the city um, when I was younger. So. I would leave my car at the train station and take the train. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So have you noticed a huge um, influx of Bengalis in like the last 10 years? Because I've seen a lot, I've heard of a lot of people moving to Atlanta. I would say, I'm going to assume, and I'm pretty sure I'm right about it, but yeah, definitely a lot of Bangladeshi people have moved in to Atlanta. And every year it, they just, they just keep coming. But it's easier to live here too, right? Let me, here's another great thing about um, Atlanta. Um, are the property values going up? Yeah, yeah, they, they are going up. But I would say that the, the life that you would want to live in luxury in New York City, you can have that lifestyle in Atlanta for a very affordable price. That's very appealing. I'm highly considering Atlanta now. <laughs> but also I, I, I notice to your to your comments about Bengalis coming into Atlanta, I think we just really value community and really want to stay together, especially like this first generation. Um, so even doesn't even matter what the city is, if 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 you know that there's a big a big Bengali population there. Mm-hmm. Like and you just came from Bangladesh, you're probably most likely gonna go there, regardless of what city it is. Oh yeah, no, yeah. you're absolutely right about that. I mean, I originally we originally immigrated to Brooklyn, so oh. yeah, so we lived in Brooklyn for a little bit, and um, and we moved to Atlanta because uh, we knew a family uh, that lived up in New York that moved down here, and we came to visit them one year. And in the next year, we moved down here. It just took one visit. Yeah, it took wow. one visit. Yeah, my brother, the, my brother did the same thing. Um, but the one thing I'll say is, is um, the other thing, I'd say this, my dad likes the fact that they live in a big house and, you know, it's a lot of space and things like that. But the one thing he definitely misses, and it speaks to what you were saying, Noshin, is I grew up in that, in that neighborhood in Brooklyn also, but my dad loved just walking to church and McDonald. And just, you know, doing Adda, you know, like going to the different Bengali stores and just reading newspapers and talking to the people, you know, people his age there, just walking around in that neighborhood. It, feel, it felt like he was in Bangladesh, where um, 
I know Atlanta has like some, you know, Bengali grocery stores, but I don't know if there's like this little, like little Bangladesh type of area where you could just walk around and like everybody's speaking Bangla, Bangla and there's like fan stands and, <laughs> you know, like that, that kind of stuff. Like you see that in Brooklyn, yeah. like, in, in, in uh, Kensington. I mean, you don't, I, I don't know if that exists and that's something that they'll always miss. Cause it's literally like, it's like Bangladesh in that part of Brooklyn. Yeah. I, uh, I 100% agree with you, Cam. That's when it comes to our parents, especially if that's something they want. Yeah. You're not really at this time getting that in Atlanta. Um, the, the Bangladeshi grocery stores are pretty spread out. Yeah. 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 Definitely don't. We definitely don't have like a Jackson Heights that that would be so awesome. You should start on that with your food expertise. <laughs> Just get everyone together. Right. That's it. So, um, what's your plans for Mugadim? I'm just going back to you know, uh, you know, your main, uh, your your page. What, what's your plans? What, what do you have going on for the future? Uh, honestly, Mugadim as of right now is just a hobby, right? So it's it's one of my ways that I get away from my my real life not to say that my real life is like really heavy on my on on me or anything like that but it's just one of my hobbies uh, of, of many hobbies that I have and so it's it's where I you know pull out my phone and and I and I'm in a bubbly and giddy feeling kind of moment and I just start creating content and posting it because I just want to make some people laugh so it's it's really just a hobby at this time. I have no further uh, intentions at this time. Maybe there will be other plans with it, um, but right now that's all I'm doing. And 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 I just want to continue to remind people when they come to my page and see me bring these characters to life that you know it, it is a hu- a page full of humor because. Um, you look at what the what the characters are saying and i know it's a trigger for many people and i and what i want people to do is listen to what the characters are saying and 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 basically laugh at the um the truth the sad truth do you see what i'm saying like there are some things that that we we hear in our community uh where like for example an auntie makes fun of us or you know, says we look like a boy because we cut our hair short and we didn't even ask for that kind of comment. And it's kind of like, you know what? You Sometimes you have to laugh at it. You just have to laugh at the sad truth. That's what it is. So that's what I'm pretty much doing here. You know what I mean? And yeah, just, it's, it's like a commentary on our, on our culture. Yeah. And, and it seems like people are not only connecting with the characters, I've noticed people are connecting with each other on the post and they're writing to each other. And I've had, I've had some people write to me and they're like, you know, thanks to your page, I've actually connected with people like, Oh, I'm, I'm new to this area, this city, but I was able to connect with people because of your page. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And you're, you're, literally building a community that means through your page yeah i'm really glad to see that well and that's one that's one of the things i like about social media is that you are able to connect with people all over the world really i mean which is amazing um really uh uh thankful that you came on the podcast and thank thankful for all the support you've given us also 
I'm um, all the recommendations for our takeovers. Um, you know, constantly, you know, reposting our posts. Really appreciate um, everything uh, you've done for us. Also. Oh, you're very welcome, Cam. I, I mean, I, I've, I've been watching your page, and I think you guys are doing an amazing job. So um, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much. I gotta be honest With diamonds and pearls Yeah, yeah Bengalis in New York All over the world uh, It's the bony show uh, Can you handle this? Representing the boroughs where the bangles live From the slang we spit To the gangs we with It doesn't matter We the essence of the Bangladesh I say, hey, come on Can you handle this? Representing the boroughs where the bangles live